0: Welcome to the Road to Cinema podcast as we talk to screenwriter John Spates of the new Marvel film Doctor Strange, which opens in theaters on Friday, November 4th, which stars Benedict Cumberbatch, Rachel McAdams, and Tilda Swinton. John shares his process working with Marvel on the film, how he approaches screenwriting, his discipline as a writer, and his other new film, Passengers, which stars Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. For more information on the Road to Cinema podcast, to read the Road to Cinema blog, and to watch our Road to Cinema YouTube series, please visit jogroadproductions.com. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Jog Road Productions, to see more interviews with Don Cheadle, Ewan McGregor, Greta Gerwig, and Saul Rubinek, talking about his experience working with Clint Eastwood on the Oscar winning film Unforgiven. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Jog Road for the latest updates as well as our Facebook page, Jog Road Productions, our Instagram, Jog Road Productions, and don't forget to write us a nice review on the iTunes podcast page under the Road to Cinema podcast. And now we join screenwriter John Spates of the new Marvel film, Doctor Strange, which opens in theaters on Friday, November 4th. You know, Doctor Strange has been in development for such a long time, and I was curious, when you were brought on, what was your initial take on the material, and did you have sort of your own point of view for how you wanted to tell the story?
1: Yeah, well, When I was brought on, um, I was aware of no preceding material, so I know that many screenplays have been written over the years, but uh, nothing was shown to me. We, we really started from the blank page, and... Uh, A tall pile of comic books. I was a devoted fan of Doctor Strange already, and it's part of how I ended up in the room. I saw an announcement in Variety; they were looking for directors for Doctor Strange, which meant they were starting again to try to make this movie. And I called my agent instantly in the middle of a sentence to ask whether there was a script. He thought there probably must be, but when he called back, he said to his surprise that there wasn't actually. They were starting with the director. I said, "You've got to get me in the room." And I pestered them so much that in the end, I was the first writer in the room and ended up sitting down and talking with Kevin Feige and our executive producer, Stephen Broussard and Scott Derrickson. And Scott and I were mutual admirers and had been friendly to one another uh, online. So we knew each other to that extent. And we just started talking about the character and saw eye to eye about him. And so in the end, I was later told I was the only writer they very seriously spoke to at that stage of the process and that began the very long story breaking and outlining process which was a collaborative endeavor among those
0: four people Uh, how important is it to sort of put doctor strange within kind of the marvel universe as you're writing it Are, are you conscious of sort of the other characters that are playing into it in a way a little bit to some extent doctor
1: strange even in the comic universe exists in a domain of of the Marvel stories and he's often visited by certain heroes and other characters who have supernatural adventures and there he becomes an ally or an explainer or a guide Um, but it isn't necessary precisely to uh, populate his world with cameos from other figures because he kind of does his own thing Uh, Down the road, as larger storylines become possible now that he's a member of the Cinematic Universe, I think and hope that we'll see him shoulder to shoulder with other big heroes uh, on some of these epic storylines that the comics have set up for us. Um, But in introducing him, I think all that was necessary was to get his story right, to make him understandable to the audience.
0: I've talked to some other screenwriters who have worked uh, with Marvel, uh, like Joe Robert Cole, I think, who's right now doing Black Panther, and he always emphasized how collaborative it is with Marvel and how there's almost sort of like a writer's room in a way and people are breaking stories. Did you find that to be the case, that uh, it was really sort of a team effort to kind of get the story out there?
1: Yes. I mean, uh, Kevin Feige had... A few notions of his own, obviously, he's always masterminding the cinematic universe writ large, and uh, he's playing a chess game of his own at a scale nobody else can see. Uh, Scott Derrickson came in with very clear notions of what he liked about the character, about uh, the way in which he wanted to handle him, and uh, some action moments that he wanted to find a place for in the film. Um, I came in with a lot of ideas about what was best or most essential about this character that needed to stand at the center. We t- had a lot of uh, conversations about the limits of magic, what it should and shouldn't look like. And of course, it's taken different forms over the years uh, in strange comics. And we had to find a cinematic expression of that because the comic expression of it, especially historically, is very talky. Uh, Doctor Strange is always narrating what he's doing and calling out the names of spells and verbalizing his mental process, and that will never work on the film screen. So we had to find the cinematic version of that mode of combat.
0: How conscious are you uh, of sort of the, the visual effects of what can actually be done? Uh, as you're writing. Or is your imagination sort of open to almost anything being possible?
1: Yeah, I'm always very visual as a writer. I can't write something if I can't see it, so I'm always uh, visually specific as I'm imagining something. But I never feel inhibited by the limitations of VFX, especially now working at the scale that Marvel's working at. There's very little that can't be rendered. Uh If you can't render something well with VFX these days, you've probably imagined it badly and need to reconceive it at the conceptual level. It's not the VFX holding you back.
0: Uh, And uh, in terms of, like, a director-screenwriter collaboration, um, you know, how important was it for you to really be there with Scott to sort of understand, you know, sort of what the world would look like and kind of what his vision was as well?
1: Oh, it was essential. um, That the closeness of that partnership and... Um, his generosity and openness uh, in his process were essential to getting this right. We all needed to understand the character and the world together. Uh, we all needed to narrow down the infinite possibilities of this first film and converge on a vision. And uh, I'm really glad that we were able to do that together.
0: Uh, I was wondering as well, you know, just as far as your personal writing process, uh, you know, when you're by yourself, and you know, you sort of have a goal of, you know, do you sort of have pages that you want to complete, or is there are there sort of benchmarks that you try to set for yourself?
1: Yeah, if I in the long run, five pages in a day is a good day. Three pages will do. There are sprints that I've done where I've written fifteen or twenty pages in a day and not slept very much and run on caffeine. There are moments of inspiration or of culmination when you've sort of laid all the foundation stones and now it's time to finish a story where you can really write at a very high volume. But as a steady state, uh, when you're inventing from the ground up at a first draft, three to five pages is a good pace. And that's... Uh, the, the main requirement I set for myself is to write every day. And... And then after that, you try to hit a minimum benchmark just to keep yourself honest.
0: And do you find yourself uh, rewriting a lot to sort of go over pages and even looking at them aesthetically in any sense?
1: I rewrite perpetually and am fussy about the page. So I am mindful of line breaks and page breaks and of how the black ink lies on the white space. It's all part of the process for me. And I edit and re-edit constantly as I go. Uh, throughout the first act, I tend to start the day by rereading everything I've done to that point from the beginning and then carrying on. Eventually the script becomes too long that that becomes impossible and you need to begin to trust yourself. You read your last ten pages and carry on from there. But um, yeah, for me, rewriting is an intrinsic part of writing.
0: Was there ever uh, sort of a point where you were sort of reading other scripts and sort of getting the idea that, um, you know, a page sort of has to look a certain way and that a reader is going to interpret it and, you know, sort of putting that image in their mind, if that makes sense?
1: Uh, Only later, when I got started, when I was really looking into screenwriting, beginning maybe 15 years ago, there was no ready source of uh, screenplays to read. I lived in New York City at that time, and in Times Square, there were these guys with folding tables, and they would sell bootleg screenplays, photocopied with colored construction paper covers, uh, for five or ten bucks a pop. And I bought some of those and read screenplays then. What freed me was seeing that there was actually very little convention, particularly over time. Back in the days of great, like, Patty Chayefsky, you could write a black block of text, 15 lines long, single-spaced, and just tell a little story about what's happening physically in a room. It's not possible to write that way anymore. Uh, people need more white space and a little more of a kind of blank verse choreography. Um, but what I came to see was there actually was no one way. And so eventually all I had to do was master the basic conventions to the point where I stopped worrying about them and then follow up my muse.
0: Do you see a difference uh, for you working on something that's sort of completely your own concept, Um, something more so like passengers as opposed to taking on something that's more of a writing assignment, uh, like Doctor Strange?
1: There's always that difference initially because if you're writing something purely on spec, it's because you cooked up an idea that turned you on. And so you've got that motor driving you when you come to the blank page. And in a writing assignment, uh, you have to build that motor. You essentially need to find a way to feel the same ownership of the story you're coming to from the outside Uh, and I think that's really the only way to do good honest work as a writer on something if you write from the outside not feeling ownership not feeling that same kick in the gut you're probably not going to do good work so the trick is to metabolize the story to make it your own to live in it until one day you wake up in the morning and it feels like something of yours feels like you thought it up, and then you sit down to write, and you have the same passion.
0: In uh, in developing the voice of a character, uh, do you ever find it helpful to make character biographies or sort of even test yourself out to see how a character would sound on the page? I talk
1: aloud a lot while I'm writing. It's important to me to have a private office because I think dialogue is only as good as it sounds. And so I'm constantly reciting and re-reciting, and beating lines to death out loud. Um, And often that's a a very helpful way to find a character. I did some acting back in college. I have a facility with accents for me, finding someone's voice regionally, finding the way they use their voices in their chest, in their throat, in their head. All those things help me understand the character and hear them and see them. Um, And I also do... Character Bibles sometimes, more often in my head than on paper, but by the time I get ready to write a character down, I know a great deal about the minutia of their personal histories, their physiques, their skills, the way they move. Uh, I need to know all of that. Uh,
0: And uh, looking on to Passengers, um, you know, what in that concept initially sort of uh, struck you that you wanted to sort of pursue it in that way?
1: I wanted to find a science fiction milieu that was not grim or dystopian. Uh, a world with no war in it. And in fact, when we look at the stars here in the real world, battleships and dreadnoughts, the worst, the least of our worries, the hardest part is getting anywhere at all. Space is so big, and the distances and times involved are so vast. The targets to hit are so small that the mere challenge of completing the voyage is epic on its own. Uh, It is like the earliest days of sail where simply reaching the far shore of the ocean was very much in doubt, and any number of storms and other uncontrollable variables could sink you. Um, I was interested in that phase of the age of space conquest when colonies exist but reaching them is an uncertain business and long and arduous and the trip itself is difficult and when that led me to the notion of a couple of people stranded alone between the stars for a lifetime um, the idea wouldn't leave me and it became so compelling that I pursued it, and it, 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 it a story unfolded from it through a series of what felt like necessary evolutions, as if the idea had the entire story encoded in it from the very beginning like a seed.
0: Uh, at least from uh, viewing the trailer, it seems like a very uh, intimate story between the two characters. Is that accurate?
1: Yes. It's, a, in that way, a rather extraordinary movie being a very intimate exploration on an extraordinarily large stage.